Hi, I'm Stacy. I love chatting about how to find our callings, preferably cozied up with steaming beverages in a coffee shop. You can connect with me on social media at Stacy Summerow and subscribe to StacySummerow.com for a free discernment packet called How to Make the Right Choice. God's adventure awaits, my friend, and I am thrilled you're on the journey with me. called and caffeinated. It's been a hot minute since I have released anything and I'm really excited to be back with this episode. In case you haven't caught up with any of my most recent episodes, I have been out of the podcasting game for quite a while because there has been no silence in my life. I uh, have four children now and my littlest stopped sleeping the second half of 2023. He had chronic ear infections and so I was up every hour of the night with him until he was able to get ear surgery in November. So that just put me in a place where I was not I was not ready to record podcasts. I had so little sleep. My brain was functioning at about 10%. So in 2024, we've now made some changes, put some of our children in school, made a lot of changes for the better. I'll probably be talking about that in future episodes. And thank God, I'm just in a much more creative place, much more of a place where I feel like I can um, spiritually minister to others and not just be needing to be ministered to myself. So welcome to Called and Caffeinated. I want to talk about something really important today. This is something that I've gradually realized over years and years as I have found my way into this incredible community in Winchester, Virginia. Uh, by the way, if you're looking for a community, we have a wonderful one here. This is your personal invitation to come be my friend. If you're looking to settle somewhere incredible, um, the Shenandoah Valley, not only do we have beautiful mountain views and great weather, four seasons, but not too much snow, but we also have a thriving, thriving diocese here. It's one of the top in the country, and our parish in particular is extremely strong. There's over 100 young families in our friend group. And we regularly meet up together and and have deep friendships with other families. So we have found our place in this community. We want to stay here. We're building our house this year that we want to raise our children in for the rest of their childhoods. And it's as I have fit into this community that I've realized that this is the community I've been looking for for my whole life. This is a little foretaste of heaven. The women here are not competing with one another the way that I've seen in pretty much every other community in my life. Um, Not to say that we haven't had good communities elsewhere. This one is just really exceptional. So I want to share six things that as my life has gone on and I've been able to gain some distance from my immature high school self who would be jealous of other women and compete with other women, I want to share six things, six insights that I hope will set you on the path towards overcoming jealousy and competition for other women. So number one, pray for women who are running the same race. I don't know what it is about the Holy Spirit, but he can just bring people into your life in a moment and help you create these deep connections um, when you just ask him for it. Um, I've asked the Holy Spirit. I've always been a new kid. I've always been moving around my whole life. And so when, when I pray to the Holy Spirit, he without fail will bring me a community of good friends. So if it's time for a friend upgrade and you recognize that the women in your life are not treating you well or the culture around you is not a healthy one, pray to the Holy Spirit that you can either help lift up the culture you're in or find new friends who are running the same race and helping you to run your race as a Christian well. The second insight I want to share is a little mantra. I want you to say to yourself constantly, maybe every day, maybe every hour, I have everything to share, everything to learn, and nothing to win or lose. Everything to share, everything to learn, and nothing to win or lose. Women are relational. We 
don't really want to win or lose. Like that's, we think we do. The devil tempts us towards this competitive mindset, but really we want to live in community. We want to be with each other. What's the point of winning if you're out there in front and you're alone <laughs> There's or, or losing? If you're constantly putting yourself behind other women and talking down to yourself and saying, well, I can't have my dreams because I'm not like her. There's, if you're winning or losing, you're not living out your, your God-given calls. And furthermore, your focus is so much on yourself, not about the kingdom of God, which is what we are all called to do. So if we are sharing, if we are learning, if we're inspired by other women, if we are uh, looking to other women to help and looking to help other women, we are exactly where we need to be. Pope St. John Paul the Great wrote in Mulieris Dignitatum that Women are especially entrusted with the care of other human beings. Of course, everybody is, is called to take care of everyone else, but women in particular have this entrustment from God to care for other human beings. This is our, this is our God-given call. And so in order to rise to that, we need to stop the win-lose mentality. And repeating this to yourself, this little mantra to yourself over and over again, I think will just help calm your mind in the moments and help calm that competitive spirit and just remind you of the goal that you're, that you're looking toward. Okay, the third thing, venting is actually gossip. I'm sorry to say it. <laughs> um, my husband and I made a promise to each other in our marriage that we weren't going to vent about each other to our friends. Because really, if you're complaining about someone, even if it's joking, there's something underneath. There's something real there that that is going on that really you should bring to the other person. So if you're going to be a good friend, you have to initiate that by making sure you're not venting about your friends to your other friends. I've been in cultures, friend cultures, friend group cultures that are so unhealthy where people are talking badly about one another and then it just creates this this it really destroys the possibility of having a trusting friendship. Those are friendships built on sand. I'm very fortunate in my community. I can count on one hand the number of times that I've heard a woman gossip about another woman. And it didn't turn into this feeding frenzy where everybody was jumping on board. Um, All the other women just kind of lovingly chose to not pay attention to that part of the conversation and move on. Generally, there's such a healthy culture of women building up other women and only speaking kindly about other women that that is the standard. That's the norm. That's the standard. Um, it, I didn't think that that was possible at one point, but it actually, it actually is. And so if you force yourself, if you say to yourself, I'm just not going to vent about my friends to my other friends. If something bothers me, I'm going to tame my tongue. I'm going to stop those thoughts. And then when I don't release those thoughts onto other people, it's going to make me bring those thoughts to, it's going to make me be introspective with those thoughts and think, why am I venting about this person? What is bothering me? And then I can take it to the place where it actually should be taken to, which is either a spiritual counselor or um, or God, take it to prayer. And when you kind of stop the words at the door, aka your mouth, before you release them into the world, then you're going to have to take them in and just and just figure out what is it that's bothering me about this person and why. And then you can take it to its proper place. Okay, the fourth thing that I have for you today, everything that I see in another woman that tempts me to envy her is actually pointing to a wound in me. This is deep. This takes a lot of introspection and a lot of self-examination to recognize that when you see something in someone else and it causes you envy or anger, that is pointing to a wound, a, a, a poverty in you. What is it that you feel that you lack? What is it that you want that that other woman has? And Really, it's not her fault 
that you feel this lack, right? It's not her fault. So don't do anything unjust to her. Instead, take it into your own heart and say, why does this cause me envy and jealousy and a competitive spirit? And ask God to really fill that place in your heart. This is a great opportunity for discovery because it's going to it's going to really help you understand where to take your your wounds. I mean, we all have our wounds, right? We all have places like lifelong healing that needs to happen. And as life goes on, you're going to continue to have things that you see in other women that you're going to be jealous of and you're going to have to continually bring that to God. This is a never-ending process, but to know instead of just envying her and hating on her, just immediately take that to God and say, "Lord, please show me where I need to change, what I need to be healed, what I, where I need to be filled. Number five, give compliments liberally. So don't assume that this woman that you're envying knows that she has the traits that you want. Like she's human too. She needs friends too. And this is one of those great ones where when you start acting virtuously by genuinely complimenting someone on the thing that they have or the thing that they've worked hard for, it really sticks it to the devil. It, it shows him right away that he doesn't have control over over your actions. He's not going to just be able to tempt you and you go right along with it. You're so much smarter than that. You can actually choose to turn around and do the exact opposite. And even if you're not feeling like you want to give this compliment, even if you feel a little bit begrudging of this woman, when you genuinely compliment her, it opens up the possibility for a beautiful new friendship. I mean, think about how it feels to work hard and then for someone to compliment you genuinely. It feels so good. And um, if you were, if we're exiting, if we're choosing to exit this win-lose mentality, then giving another woman a compliment is the gateway to enjoying a beautiful friendship with her. And then you can be inspired by her. You can learn from her, but it's not a win-lose mentality. Okay, sixth and finally, we're going to just, I'm just going to throw out a reminder I'm probably the millionth person to do this, but I feel like it can't be overstated to just get off social media if it's tempting you. We all know that no matter how real or vulnerable someone is is on social media, they're still curating what about their vulnerability they're choosing to show you. They're still not showing you the whole picture. They can't possibly do that. So enjoy your real life friends. If social media is tempting you, just severely limit it. You know, be prepared to just cut that right off. I have noticed that in myself, that these women that I see on social media, who I am sure I would be great friends with in real life, I am tempted towards jealousy when I go on social because I'm just seeing the curated highlight version of their life. And I'm not actually getting to share all the highs and all the lows like I would if we were having a conversation. So you know, I've severely limited my use of social media and it has been massively helpful. And I I have beautiful, fulfilling friendships right here in my real life. And I choose to spend the vast majority of my time investing in those friendships. And, um, and it's, it's, it's wonderful. Honestly, I could not be happier uh, doing, choosing to spend my time this way. So I just want to encourage you to do the same. And again, going right back to the beginning, if you don't feel like you have enough real life friendships, pray to the Holy Spirit. He can bring them to you in one instant. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's been a joy to be with you today, to have coffee with you. I love receiving questions through my website. Drop me a line if you have a question about a future episode you'd like to see. If you would like to support my ministry, I would be honored if you would either join my Patreon community, which starts at just a $5 pledge every month. You can be a part of our Patreon video chats, which happen monthly. And we have a great group from around the country that regularly joins 
And then you can also, uh, if you want to support me, you can purchase a candle from the Catholic All Year Marketplace. I will leave a a link in the show notes. I have 10 candles right now. That's my collection with Catholic All Year, and I am adding more candles this spring, which I'm really excited about. So right now, our hot sellers are the Memento Mori candle, which is a Lent countdown candle. It's pretty cool. It goes from one up or from 40 down to one. So you basically every day that you keep your prayer resolutions, you can light the candle while you, while you do your, your prayer. And then every day that you keep your prayer resolutions, you can cross off a number on the Lent candle. So right on the label, there's a, there's a countdown. So it's a pretty cool concept. I think like I'm totally the person who like starts Lent strong. And then two weeks later, I've like forgotten what it was that I had resolved to do. So if you're like me, this candle will be massively helpful for you. Also, we have great cheeky Valentine's Day pickup line candles, which I think are hilarious. One of them says, call me Zachariah because you left me speechless. <laughs> and then another one says, do you pray the rosary? Because I'd spend decades with you. Follow the link in the description and you can give your Valentine in a rather funny, ironic gift this year. Okay. So I am going to close it off there, but please drop me a line at stacysummerow.com if you would like to communicate with me. Um, I'm going to try to get better about answering my mail in the future. Like I've mentioned at the beginning of the episode, it's been a crazy year for me um, and, and a very sleepless one. But in 2024, I'm really, really excited to get back to my ministry and I can't wait to see you on more episodes of the Called and Caffeinated Podcast. God bless you.